0: Good evening, hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning Daf Bays and Daftes. And Daf Yud Aleph. we're going to push all the way to the Mishnah at the bottom of Daf Yud Uh It's actually a pretty smooth-flowing Gemara with the exception of one little chunk. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty quick and relatively easy. Um, and again, we're at the top of Daf Ches on the second line. Says the Gemara, Chesamid Amidbez line 2, Amarib riblevi Mishum Rebi Meir, shel yotrim. If you have two sukkahs of the yotrim, zolif misu yotrim are those who are like potters. They make pottery. So it says tomorrow, the if there is one sukkah within the other, namely, the only way you access the inner sukkah is by going through the outer sukkah. So in a case like that, hapnimis a sukkah, the inner sukkah is not considered a sukkah. It's considered a house, and therefore es of course, it has to be a minimum of four by four. But under those circumstances, it's considered a bias, the inner one, the achitzona sukkah. But the outer sukkah that leads into the inner sukkah, the outer sukkah, is considered a sukkah, a sukkah and ptur aminam And because it's a sukkah by definition, it's, a, it, it's not going to be high in a mezuzah. So asks the Gemara five lines down chesam phase, Asks the Gemara ve'amai. Why is it that the outer sukkah? is not a bias. It says the Gemara, <laughs> It should be that the outer sukkah is like the foyer to the inner sukkah, It should be considered part of that inner sukkah, and therefore in mezuzah and therefore not a sukkah. Answers the Gemara, under normal circumstances, you'd be right, except that here, Here, because it's not a kviyas, it's just for sukkah. So therefore, that outer sukkah that leads to the inner sukkah. The outer sukkah is considered kosher as a sukkah, and the inner one is not. Tanu Rabbanon, we're a third of the way down. On Davches Amud Beis says the Gemara Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis taught us. Uh, it should say Sukas Ganbach. This is an acronym standing for Gimel Nun Beis Ches. What's the Gimel Sukas Goyim? If you have a sukkah, a sukkah, it's a, not a halachic one because they're not Jewish. But it's a sukkah halachically speaking. It's a sukkah, but he's a goy. Or sukkahs nashim, one, a sukkah that's being used by a woman who's exempt from the mitzvah of sukkah. Or sukkahs behemah, it's a shelter being used for animals, halachically a kosher sukkah, but used for animals. And sukkahs kusim, (laughs) Uh, all of these four sukkas that's ganbach, it's, it's uh, goy, nashim, and behema and kusim. Of course, uh, many times throughout Shas, the kusim have different definitions. Uh, sometimes they're treated as goyim straight up. Sometimes they're treated as, as confused because we're not sure if, if and when they converted, if that conversion was valid or valuable. So the kusim here are considered to be a suffix Jew. So that's part of the b'risa, the ganbach. And then another uh, another part of the Gemara, one third of the way down, says sukkah mikol makom, and all other sukkas. very strange language, ganbach, these four sukkahs and all other sukkahs are k'shera. Ubilvad, says the b'risa, provided that, sh'teheh misuchechez kehilchasa. Provide that it has schach that is halachically kosher. Asks the Gemara, my kehilchasa. This is now no longer the b'risa. This is now the Amorayim speaking. So what is considered uh, schach kehilchasa? Says the Gemara, Amara chizav hu shasa al tzeil. That if it was made to generate shade, it had to be made that way. That the sukkah has the schach and kosher form. That That was the goal of it. Okay, and then why, why did the Brice say, sukkah mikol mako? You already told me, Ganbach. you told me that the sukkah in which a goi resides, a sukkah in which Nashim resides, a sukkah in which behema resides, a sukkah in which Kusim reside, all of those are kosher. And then you added in this vague line of sukkah mikol mako. Mm-hmm. So says the Gemara, La suye mai, what are you coming to include? Answers the Gemara with another acronym. Rakbash. There's another type of sukkah that has acronyms, and then the Gemara is going to say, "Why do we need both prices? What's Rakbash?" Halfway down, Chesem and based and the Rabbis have taught us that a sukkas Rakbash. What is the kuf based Shin? Sukas Roim, where shepherds live. Sukas Kayatzim. These are people who take care of figs. Borgenen, a sukkah of uh, those who do security. It's like a security booth, but a halachically sukkah. It's a little hut where people who are taking care of fruit, they sit during the day. And then here too, in the rakbash b'risa, we have the same additional line of sukkah mikal makam So in two different b'risa's, it has the same line we're gonna to have to figure out why this is the case, and this brisa as well concludes with the same line. <laughs> provided, of course, that the schach is kosher. And here we ask the same question on the rakbash brisa as we did on the ganbach brisa, which is <clears throat> my kilchasah and amar chizavu shasa alatil that. <laughs> then actually, it must be the case that the that the schach was put there for shade. Now, the same question we asked on the ganbach b'risa, so we're asking on the rock b'risa. Sukam mai. Why here did we say that extra line? You were very specific in the Mishnah. It had to be for Roam, it had to be for kayatim. All, we, what is the vague reference? Answers the Gemara laasuye sukas ganbach. So the b'risa about ganbach about goyim nashim and behimon kusim. It adds in with, with a code word of sukkam to add in the rakbash of the roim and the kayatzim and all the other people in the second Brysa. And the same thing happened in the second brisa that they added in the first. So why, why, do we, why are we doing this? Just put them all in one brisa. So then the Gemara makes a distinction between the two, brisa, two brisas. We're five lines from the bottom. I, I want you to think about the, what we're about to read in the same way that we would learn a tsricha vetzricha. If not for X, we wouldn't have known Y. And if not for Y, we wouldn't have known X. It's the same formula that we're about to see here without the words vitzricha. Says the Gemara. Hi hey, tana de gan bach, the brisa of ganbach, Alima, that's a more powerful brisa. Alima leh ganbach mishum de because those sukkahs are actually meant to last, they weren't made for halachic purposes, the guy wasn't making the sukkah because of sukkahs, he lived in it, the nashim didn't need a sukkah because they're potter from the, tourists from the mitzvah, she just made it to sit out in the shade, and the, the behemahs, they're, they're animals, they, they didn't make it, the owner made it so that they could sit there, and the last one is kusim, no halachic purpose to make it, so those sukkahs are long-lasting, so the concern of the gemara is that you might have thought by ganbach bach by these four types of sukkahs that they're different than the other ones because they're kviah the kol rakbash and because the Bryce about ganbach the build of those sukkahs was more long term we were concerned that he might have excluded rakbash because all of those are people who are chayiv in the mitzvah, the roim, we're assuming they're Jewish in the context, the kayatzim, the people who were taking care of the figs, the burgen and security guards, they're all Jewish, which means that their sukkahs are temporary. So what was the ganbach b'raisa doing? The ganbach, those brises are more long-term. And he needed to include the short-term uh, short-term ones as well to make sure that we knew they were kosher. And then on the other side, the haitana de rakbash, the author of the second b'raisa, which speaks about Jews who own those sukkahs, alima le rakbash to v'nei though that brisa. Which speaks about the Rohim and the kayotsim and the borgan and the shomrei peros. So those people are yidden and they have an obligation in the mitzvah of sukkah. So their sukkahs were halachic in nature. And maybe we would have thought that it was different than the than the than the ganbach because they're not halachic in nature. The And the author of that second brysa wanted to include the ganbach, the the sukkahs of those people that they're halachically kosher. And this is going to lead us right into. Uh, the following question, which is a little bit teased out of the Gemara right now, which is, does a sukkah have to be made lishma? Now, when the sukkah was made for the ganbach, for, a, for the goyim and for the nashim and for the behemoth and for the kusim, it wasn't made lishma. But the Gemara seems to say that that's perfectly fine. Now, by tzitzis, as we're going to see in the Gemara today, tzitzis has a din lishma. A lot of mitzvot have a din lishma. But seemingly, sukkah is not one of them. And that brings us to the Mishnah at the very top of Testament Aleph. Sukkah Yeshana. What if you have a sukkah that's very old, which we'll define shortly. That's a machluk as tonight. poslan, and And if you take a look at Rashi, second line, Debra Maschal, Beishamai poslan. What does Beishamai hold? Why is it puzzle? Because he holds that this sukkah Yeshana is de sukkah lishma. The Zestamna says A sukkah needs to be made for the sake of the mitzvah of sukkah. And this sukkah of a sukkah Yeshana, was made stam. And how do we know that? Because take a look at the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? Second line, Tasmadalef. The Kodem Yom. Anyone who builds a sukkah outside of 30 days prior to Sukkis you're not building it for sukkas. Aval, what? But isn't the sukkah called the sukkah? when is on So you can build it four walls all around. But Beishamah holds that you have to build it Lishma. The Gemara at the bottom on and base doesn't say that because we hold like Beis Hillel. But Beis was of the opinion that a sukkah must be built Lishma. When we make titsits it has to be made Lishma. Tfillin they have to be made Lishma. Sukkah has to be made Lishma according to him, but not according to Beis Hillel. That's the next shita right here. But, so that's what the Gemara says, is how do we define a sukkah Yishana? You made it a month earlier, by the 15th of Elul, by the 14th of Elul, let's say, 30 days prior, right? So that's already considered not to be, if you didn't make it for those reasons, or we assume that if it's outside of 30 days, that it's not made for sukkahs. The Mishnah concludes, aval, <laughs> If in fact you do make it for the sake of sukkahs, even though it was more, <laughs> even if it's much earlier, <laughs> the halacha is that it is considered a kosher sukkah. So Bikitzer, our Mishnah highlights a machlokas between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. Does a sukkah need to be made Lishma? Yes or no? According to Beis Shammai, we require that a sukkah to be made Lishma. And according to Beis Hillel, we don't require the sukkah to be made Lishma. And that is what we are going to analyze for the next Amud. Says the Gemara, my taima de the Beis Shammai, five lines down, test Allah. Why does Beis Shammai hold the way that he does? Why does Beis Shammai say that a sukkah requires Lishma? Answers the Gemara, Amar Kroh. It's a Pasuk and Chumash. Chagas, who kos shivas this, The holiday of Sukkis of seven days should be LaHashem. Hashem. Sukkah ha'asuya, shem chag. But you know, it's like so simple the way Beis Shamai reads the Pasuk. The Pasuk says you need to do it for Hashem. You did it for the animals, not kosher. That's not Lishmah. So that, that throws a question back to Beis Hillel. Beis, Hillel, Beis just quoted a great Pasuk that said that you have to be Lishmah. So what does Beis Hillel do with that? Says the Gemara, Beis Hillel. Basil is like no, no, Baishamai. That's not how you read the pasuk. Hahu, that pasuk of Chagasukos, Sukkos, That pasuk is needed for another reason, which is the opinion of Rav Te'almer of Reishes, Mishum Rebbe Akiva, minayin la'atei kol Shiva. says in the name of Rebbe Akiva. How do we know that the Sukkah itself is asr all seven days? All seven days, rishonim only the shach or even the walls. That's the machlokas here in the rishonim. So Talmud Lomar says uh, says Beis Hillel that I know that there is an iser hanan the sukkah. Talmud Lomar chaga sukos shivas yamim laHashem. So Beis Shamai, you wanted to learn that lishma. Comes from this pasuk. You can't do that because Rabbi Akiva used that pasuk already to teach us that there's an isar Hana using the materials of the sukkah, Vitanya, and the brayser. Writes Rabbi Huda ben Beseira Omer. Just like by the korban chagiga that's brought on sukkas, it has the halachic status of chagiga. It's chal shem shamayim. Says the Gemara. Chal shem shamayim al Hasukah sukkah. Sheneemar chagasukoshi la hashem. Machag Hashem, just like the Chag is for Hashem, the kor- Korban Chagiga is going to be for Hashem, and it is Aser Behana. Asuka la Hashem. So it says the Gemara, the basic pshat in the Gemara as to why Beishamai and Beishil argue about whether or not there's hanah is how do we understand the Pasuk? Beishamai looked at the Pasuk and he's like, oh, it says Lashem la has to be Lishma. Beishil is like, no, no, Lashem la means that there's an Isr hanah by the Sukkah. Oh, so that's the Gemara's answer. And then the Gemara throws back at Beishamai what are you talking about? You, you can't say that this Pasuk teaches you Lishma because there's no other Mari Maka'um for us to learn the Yisra Hanabai Sukkah. You have no choice. You can't say that this Pasuk says that it's Lishma. You're wrong. And the Gemara agrees and says the Gemara, the well-known phrase, Inach anami. You're absolutely right. This can't be the pasuk of Beishamai to prove that a sukkah is Lishma. What then is the reason that Beishamai is of the opinion that a sukkah must be built Lishma halfway down? Another pasuk says in Chumash, A sukkah should be made for you for seven days. It has to be made Lishem Chag. Otherwise, it's not kosher. Same question we asked before, base hello. Question mark, what are you going to do, Beisela, with this pasuk? Beisham, I brought a second pasuk. Okay, we rejected the first one, but now he has a second pasuk. So says the Gemara. Beisela is like, no, you don't understand. See, there's a, a separate machlokas, Beisela, Beisham, connected to this one that we already had as to whether or not one is allowed to build a sukkah during Chol Ha-Moed. Let's say that a person did not have the opportunity for whatever reason to build a sukkah before the first days of Yontem. Now it's Cholamoid, and the only sukkah he's going to have is one that he builds. Beis Hillel says, build the sukkah. Where does Beis Hillel learn it from? From this very Pasuk, from which Beis Shammai learned that it needs to be Lishma. Uh, well, that's true. So then what does Beis Shammai do with that? Ubeis Hillel, Beis Hillel says, you're not allowed to build a sukkah during Cholamoid. Beis Hillel, Sviru lehu Eliezer. To Amar ain't... Hubei Shammai, excuse me, thank you very much. Hubei Shammai, Shammai, who says that we learn Lishma from this Pasuk, what does he do with Beis Hillel's understanding of He says, Beis Shammai says, I hold like Rabbi Where does he get it from the, from the Pasuk? Shivas yamim. If your Sukkah is not up for seven days, it's just not a Sukkah. You're not building a Sukkah during Cholamoid. It has to be up all seven days. So now each of the shitas can stand on their own. Beis Shammai looks at the, at the Pasuk that we now quoted the second time that uh, the Pasuk says about Chagasukos Shivas Yamim LaShem. nope, about the other Pasuk, Yamim, <speaking in Hebrew> from there Base Shammai learns Lishma, and from there Base Hill I'll learn that you can build a sukkah during Chol Hamoed. Now the Gemara is going to throw a question at Beis Hill, we're two-thirds of the way down, ten lines from the bottom on Tesa we always hold like almost always hold like beis Indeed. hillel. One of the exceptions to the rule of beis hillel is uh, beis hillel beis is this masechta by the minimum sheir of a which is which is rosh which is beis shamma. So according to what we do, you cannot build a the sukkah very No, one. no, no beis can't. hillel is lenient. Beis hillel says you can, right. so we'd be lenient, yeah. So now the gemara is very bothered by the shita of beis hillel because beis hillel was of the opinion that a sukkah does not need to be built with shema. So says the gemara, I don't understand. Ubez Hillel, in our Mishnah, you said that this Sukkah Yashana, that was not made lishma. you said that everything is muter remuter, that it's a kosher Sukkah. So it says the Gemara, Amarav. You don't hold, let's look at the... Uh, it's a funny line because Beis Hillel lived well before Rav Yehuda Amarav. So the Gemara, obviously, it's speaking in content. It's not speaking in historical terms. Beis Hillel, who you don't hold of the opinion of Rav Yehuda Amarav, who lived well after you died, what what, what, what happened over there? Rav Yehuda Amarav says, if a person makes a talus, garden. these are three types of inferior types of thread, psula. If it's going to be made from a ball of thread, that's different. That's shayra. That's the shita of Rav. Now, remember uh, that Rav Yehuda learned under Rav, and when Rav died, Rav Yehuda went to go learn under Shmuel. So then the Gemara gives us the historical note, Ki Risa Kameh de Shmuel, when Rav Yehuda was now learning under Shmuel. He was quoting a lot of the Torah that he learned under Rav to Shmuel. So Ki Amrisah Kameh to Shmuel, when Rabbi Yehuda switched from Rav to Shmuel and quoted this line, that min ha the titsis can be made from the ball of thread, even if it's not lishma, when it was said to Shmuel, Amar li, he said to me, Rabbi is talking, af min ha he says, no, you're not allowed to do that. Why not? Diba'inan t'viyah lishma, because we need the, uh, I don't know if it's called, the twining of the thread, when the thread is being put together. Even that needs to be lishma, the Tvi needs to be lishma, just making the thread into a thread. So says the Gemara, (laughs) If we hold that way in regards to Talis, then why don't we also hold that way in regards to Sukkah? It's a colossal question. What mitzvahs have to be done lishma and what mitzvahs don't have to be done lishma? So we're only, of course, talking about mitzvahs of Asiyah, like hands-on creation of things, tzitzis and tefillin and and, uh, writing Sifrei Torah, all of the things that are very biadayim. To do a mitzvah, we have to daven, do the mitzvah of lulav and esrog. What is lishma? That's not lishma. That's not a. Maybe when you put the, the put it together, it has to be a lishma. Maybe, but the Gemara is bothered. Rabbi Yehuda Marav, I should really Rabbi Yehuda now in the name of Shmuel says it has to be lishma when you make a talis. Why wouldn't we say the same exact thing when it comes to sukkah? Namely, base Hillel, where do you? Where does all of this come from that you say that there's no din of lishma by a sukkah? Says the Gemara, shiny halsem. The case of talis is totally different than the case of sukkah. Why? Five lines from the bottom, damar Because over there, by talis, what does the pasuk say? The pasuk says you have to make tassels, and that the drusha is lach You have to make it for you. That when you make them, they have to be lishma. But there is no such pasuk by by sukkah. Says the gemara, that's not true. ha chagas sukkah is lach. Lach uh, l'shem chofa. There's another word lach that says by sukkah also. So if your drush says the word lach and gedilim tase and therefore it has to be lishma by talis, I've got the word lach in the pesukim Maybe we should say it also has to be lishma over here too. Be hello. So the answer is the gemara. No, no, you can't do that because that word lach was already used. Three lines from the bottom. Ahumi That's to tell you about a case of gzula, about a sukkah gzula. That's not to tell you that it should be lishma, but that if a sukkah is gzula, it cannot be yote the mitzvah. But that's not about lishma. That's about owning the sukkah. It's totally different halacha. It's not about lishma. It's about ownership. Oh, hasam nami mi Maybe we should also say by tzitzis that that's the case. As a gemara. Don't worry. That word lach is still available by talis to be lishma. In our case, it doesn't have to be lishma, says Beishelel. Why does the word uh, why don't we need that word? Because uh, which is Vasulahem, the pasuk namely it can't be guzzle. So the Gemara now answers this question. We're clean, we're clean and clear in, in, in Basila land. Why we asked on Basillah, how could you say that a sukkah doesn't have to be built Lishma? And is like, give me the Mari Mikomos, What do you, you, you haven't given me anything to chew on? Oh, Talis, Talis is unique. Uh, what about the word luck? We have it by such too that pasuk's used for Xula, you can't just make things up. And beis Hillel is standing strong that a sukkah does not need to be made lishmah. And that's how we pass in, in Halacha, that if a sukkah is made in Halachic terms, kosher schach, kosher walls, we do not hold like base Shammai, we hold like beis Hillel, that as long as the sukkah is halachically kosher in its structure, we don't need it to be built lishmah. And that brings us to the top of Testament base. That's why go and build a that's a great question, but seemingly that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that was the, that, that's Ganbach. That was the price of Ganbach. He's a goy. But like I mentioned earlier, isn't the sukkah called the sukkah when the is on top of it? Yes. So a goy can't, yeah, a goy can do the four walls. Why can't he put up the schach? Because then, then it called the sukkah. That's what we, uh, we're talking on a, on a Del Raisa level. Would it be a sukkah if you, if, if the Jew put on the sukkah? So the, um, um, no, no Pesach is happening here, but when you look at the Gemara, it says sukkah is going. What do you think? He asked the Jew to shake the sukkah? No, he, he built a sukkah because he wanted shade. But, Happened to be, ha, ruben, it was kosher. But that's not a, a sukkah for a Jew to use. We don't care about Lishma. That's how we pass in like basil. Maybe you're a Shammai Jew, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Top of Testament base, brand new Mishnah. <speaking in Hebrew> a person who makes a sukkah underneath a tree. <speaking in Hebrew> By the way, very strange language. sula, <speaking in Hebrew> like every other Mishnah we've seen so far. Why does the Gemara go out of its way for this mushal of an answer? It is as if it is inside your house. So the Gemara is gonna be done, that language, very strange language. Sukkah al-gabe, Sukkah, famous uh, Shiloh in the postgame, and we're gonna go through a semi-confusing piece of Gemara at the bottom of this page, going on to the top of Yudah Madalif, says the Gemara, if you have one Sukkah on top of the other, psula. the upper Sukkah is kosher and the bottom one is Psula. We are gonna go through four iterations of uh, Sukkah al-gabe, Sukkah at the bottom of the page. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says a strange language as well. If nobody lives in the upper sukkah, someone has to live in the sukkah? That doesn't make any sense. Gamora is going to ask that question as well. Oh my rabbi. let's go back to the first din of our Mishnah. We said that if a person builds a sukkah underneath a tree, it's as if you built it in your house. I ran a sukkah business in high school, very profitable when you're 17, 18 years old. And there was someone in the community, not our community, in the, in the suburbs, and they said, please build my sukkah right here. And I looked straight up and it was... Uh, It was it was definitely under a tree. It's definitely under a tree. So are you allowed to build a sukkah? It's a great child alumnus. Am I allowed to build a sukkah? Every time he makes a bracha in that sukkah, I led him to that because now it's bracha lebatala. It's not a sukkah, right? Because the tree is above him. It's in his house. Uh, that's one Shiloh. the whole of whether or not it's allowed, okay, I ended up uh, moving the sukkah with permission, probably we moved it over so that it would be halachically kosher. But this is why that's problematic. So I'm a rava. When we say that a sukkah that's built under a tree, it's as if it's in its house. When do we say that that's true? That's true in the case where the tree is very thick brush, 51 plus percent, 50% plus of, uh, of shade over sun. So it's a pretty, it's a relatively thick uh, uh, branch line. Aval, if it were to be chamsa miruba mitzilsa, let's say you build a sukkah, and when you look straight up above the footprint of the sukkah, there's more sun than shade. The halacha is k'sherah, the sukkah is kosher. So says the gemara Mimai. where do we get this from that if there's more sun uh, coming through the branches than the branches giving off shade that it's kosher where do we get this from says the gemara from that very strange language in the mishnah what was the strange language in the mishnah what did the write? it's as if you built it in the house why did the mishnah use that language listen psula Say what you always say when a sukkah is not kosher. It's puzzle. This isn't poetry class. Give us a psa kalacha. Why did you give us the strange language? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Ella, the reason why we had the strange language was to teach us a lesson. A lesson. To teach me the following. The only time the sukkah under a tree is puzzle is when that tree is similar to a house. So just like in a house where, please, God, our roof is more solid than allowing sun in, so too, says the Gemara, af, af ilan so the same would be true of a tree that silsamirubamicham. So with the implication that being that if the tree is more sun than shade, then it should be kosher. So what? Even if it's true, even if it's true that there's only thirty percent shade and seventy percent sun, that's that's not kosher. So let's say I built myself a sukkah right here. Straight above is tree. The tree is thirty percent solid, and the sun is coming through. Says the Gemara. I don't understand. misilsa. Good job. Your tree that's above your sukkah is thirty percent solid, and the, and the rest is all sun. That's uh that that should be okay. But my is kosher. But the shach that's in the tree is schach because it's mechubar l'karka, that's with the language missing from the, from the Gemara. But the reason why that schach is puzzle is because it's attached to the ground. Who cares if it's only 30% solid? It's schach Puzzle. And the schach Puzzle in the tree should join the schach kosher in the sukkah and make it puzzle. Why does, why does it work that, oh, that the tree is not so solid and therefore more sun's coming in than shade and therefore it's kosher? It shouldn't be kosher, it's schach puzzle says the Gemara, one-third of the way down, Amara Papa Bit B'shechavtan. B'She'chavtan means we're going to be blending in the tree that is more sun than shade. We're going to be blending in those branches with the branches that are already on the sukkah. We're going to lower them into the sukkah. So let's imagine that we had a sukkah uh, and the sukkah was about this high. And the tree branches were hanging over here. But the tree branches were very thin. They were very sparse, less than 50%. So the halacha is that as long as you lower it into the schach and blend it in, then it's butil. And Rashi says that it's bittel midoraisa because bitel always works. So as long as the, the very thin, sparse branches above your sukkah are lowered and merged into the trees, you're good to go. So we have a combo deal. It's not just that if there's a so if there's a sukkah under uh, under sparse branches that it's kosher, it's two features. It has to be sparse branches and those sparse branches have to be woven into the sukkah. That's what the Gemara means. B'shachavtan. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is about a quarter of the way down. Dibra hamaskel What should we do? Hishbil of lemata. We should lower the branches down into the schach of, uh, of that particular sukkah. Me'uravim kosher. We're going to mix the schach puzzle, the sparse branches with the schach kosher. The ain't near and We won't be able to see them. Soel well. v'schach kosher Raba olav and there is going to be more kosher schach than there will be puzzle schach. And then here is the key language: u'mevatlo dimido raisa beruba. Unbelievable! This is crazy. You have uh, you have uh, let's call it thirty percent of your schach is connected to the ground. It doesn't make a difference. It's batel. How can something be if it's attached to the ground? That's what the, that's what Rashi says, bittel works. And that's the Gemara's answer, a two-part formula. The sukkah has to be under a tree that's relatively sparse, and the branches have to be lowered and woven into the schach of the... <clears throat> Uh, of the sukkah itself. So it says the Gemara, a third of the way down, well, if that's the case, that you're lowering them down, then of course Bittal's going to work. I mean, it wasn't obvious to us, but it was obvious to the Gemara, to the Amoraim. If if you're lowering down the branches and it's, you know, sparse and it's the minimum, then of course, there's going to be Bittal. Why then are you even, that should be obvious. It says the Gemara, no, we're going out of our way to teach you this, din of because we should have made a xera of where it was lowered, where some Someone actually did not lower the branch, maybe we should have a gzera banan, that lowering it shouldn't help, because maybe you'll forget to lower it, says the Gemara. Therefore, the reason why we had an explicit statement about Shechavtan was to teach us that there's no gzera about uh, lowering it out of concern that we might not have lowered it. But says the Gemara, we already learned that there's no gzera in this case. Where did we learn this? Says the Gemara. Hid Allah gefen dolas yeah. So uh, what a person does is they basically drape over the sukkah uh, things that grow on vines. So gefen is a, a vine. Dolas is uh, some type of gourd that grows on a vine. which is ivy. A lot of the homes here in Chicago have ivy. So, uh, the, and you hang it over the sukkah. And you put schach on top of those three items. The halacha is psula. But... If the schach was more than the other, other items, or if you cut those vines that were holding up those fruits or, or those growths, then the halacha is k'shera. So says the Gemara, what is going on in this b'risa? If you say that the case here is where, where these vines were not woven in and lowered into the schach, then it schach That b'risa would make no sense. If you're not lowering down The vines into the, in merging it into the schach, then of course it's going to be puzzle because it's schach puzzle. It's not woven and it's not batil. El alab, it must therefore be that this Bryce is talking about Kisha it must, talking, it must be talking only about a case where the vines were merged into the schach. And we already see the lo and we, we, this b'risa showed us explicitly that there's no g'zera in this case. So then why do we have two brises saying the same thing? Answers the Gemara, because you might have thought that, hani, that the lowering down of these branches into a tree, is into, into the schach is b'yeved, says the Gemara, lolo. you might have thought that it's not okay in an ideal world, that, that that's not the case. Let's say we were post from this gemara. It's Mamish Mutter. You have a tree above your sukkah and the branches are relatively low and it's sparse. Halacha in quotes, because it's just what the gemara seems from here. It seems to be that you can just lower it in and blend it into your sukkah and it is totally 100% fine, not by the but even lichat Okay, two-thirds of the way down at the two, at the two dots. We said in our mission at the top of this summit on Testament bays, uh, the case of Sukkah al-Gabay Sukkah. How, where do we know that Sukkah al gabi Sukkah is problematic, says the Gemara. Rabbana, basukos teishvu. you should sit in Sukkos, below tachas Sukkah, and not in a Sukkah that's under another Sukkah, below sailan, and not in a Sukkah that's under a tree, below and not in a Sukkah that's under a roofed house, says the Gemara. Are you even reading the Pasuk and Chumash? <laughs> Look at the words. Rabbana, basukos. Tarte mashma, the word sukkos is plural. It, it seems like basukos teshu, you should sit in two sukkos. Isn't that what the words mean? You should sit in sukkas in the plural. So the Gemara is saying, you just tried to learn from the word basukos that you can't have a sukkotach ha No, the word is plural. So says the Gemara, going back a couple of days, remember, yesh em mikra yesh says the Gemara, There's no vav in the Torah. We read it basukos. But the actual word looks singular, so therefore the drush above stands. And the reason how we know that sukkah tachas sukkah and tachas ilan and sukkah tachas the reason how we know that those are Usr is in fact from the pasukah basukos teshvu because basukos is written without a Amar Rav when you have a Sukkah Tacha suka, sometimes both of them can be kosher. Sometimes both are puzzle. Sometimes the lower Sukkah is kosher and the top one is not. And sometimes the bottom Sukkah is puzzle and the top Sukkah is kosher. Let's go through all four of these cases. Six, seven lines from the bottom. When do we have a case? When both sukkahs are kosher, Hechidami says the Gemara, Kigon, Shatachtona, where the lower sukkah is Khamsa, Meruba, Mitzilsa. If the lower sukkah does not have enough schach, merubah and the one up top does have enough, enough schach, then, the and as well, I should say, v'kaima'elyona besoch esrim, and both sukkahs are within 20. So then, that is how we have a case where both sukkahs are kosher. What about the next case? Pamim psulos. Where's a case where both of the sukkahs are gonna be puzzled? Hechidami. Says the Gemara, ke'gon de tarvaihud If both of the sukkahs have more shade than they have light, and, and now the sukkah on top is a sukkah psula. This is your case of sukkah, tachas, sukkah. That's usr. The other case of sukkah, tachas, sukkah was mutter. But in this case, the, uh, the above sukkah is going to be puzzle. It is a sukkah. And therefore, the sukkah is above its puzzle. Therefore, the one underneath is going to be a problem. Third case, uh, uh, yeah, third case, last line, testament base. Sometimes the lower sukkah will be kosher. And the upper sukkah will be puzzled. top of Yodah how do we know that this to be the case? We'll have enough time to finish. If the lower sukkah has more shade than sun, and the upper sukkah has more sun than shade, both of them are going to be within 20. That is a case where the lower sukkah will be kosher because it has enough schach. The upper sukkah doesn't have enough schach, so it's not a, it's not a sukkah. Not a Last case, third line down. What about that case where the upper sukkah is kosher and the lower sukkah is pasul? he'chidami says the Gemara. That's a case where where the what's the case where where the upper one is kosher and the bottom one is pasul. The cases where both sukkahs have enough schach. The Kaimah El yona Besoch Esrim, and the upper Sukkah is within 20, and that is uh, is problematic because the upper Sukkah is, in fact, a proper Sukkah, and this as well, the Mephorshim explained, is a case of Sukkah Tacha Sukkah, and that's why it is going to be problematic. So says the Gemara, you haven't said any khidish in the last 12 lines, 15 lines, whatever it was. All of that was obvious. The author of this line was Reviermia. So says the Gemara to Reviermia, None of that was rocket science. We understand the way: if the upper sukkah is puzzled, the lower sukkah is going to have a problem. If there's not enough sch- schach on the top, but there isn't, then we, under- we it's. You're applying general formulaic stuff. It's not complicated. So says the Gemara, that's not true. We needed Rav Yir-Mia's comment, his lengthy comment, because of the case where the sukkah at the bottom is kosher, but where the one at the top is puzzled. Why? Because I might have thought to say, that we should make I might have thought that we would look at the of the upper sukkah which is schach that is too thin, we might have thought that that schach would merge as schach psula, and that would be problematic, kamash mulan, that we don't look at it that way. <laughs> and on that note, the Gemara is going to pivot for the last sugya of the evening, we're eight lines down at kama Yehe. Says the Gemara, Kama This question is really asking, how thick can your schach be? All right, let's say that I have a layer of schach that's perfect. And um, and three tvachim above, I have another layer of sakh that's perfect, or three tvachim above, I have another layer of sakh that's not perfect. Do, when do we look at it as one unit, and when do we look at it as possibly problematic units? To ask the question in the Gemara's terminology, how do we know when we're in a case of sukkah taha sukkah? Okay, so that's what the Gemara wants to know. Kama sukkah la sukkah How much of a space do we need between the sakh of the bottom sukkah and the sakh of the top sukkah for it to be a problematic? Three answers. Answer number one: tefach. <laughs> The answer is a tefach. One tefach of space can cause a lot of problems. Where do we know this from? The, uh, We've learned this already when it comes to Tumas Ohel. Um, this is how, actually, in, in practical terms, that how people are buried, they're covered in a way where there isn't a lot of space uh, to make sure that the Tumas Ohel can't travel. How does this work? The Tznan, the, the, the Mishnah rites, excuse me, one third of the way down. Tefach al-tefach al berum-tefach. This is one tefach by one tefach by one tefach, otherwise known as a cube. That's about four, it's four cubed. It's, an, it's four by four by four. So uh, whatever, that's about this this wide. Okay, it's about. It looks kind of like a larger size Rubik's cube, approximately. That amount of space between the schach of the lower sukkah and the schach of the upper sukkah is enough to cause a problem. How? Because in the world of, of Tumas Ohel, once you have a space, that is that space of the the cube of of a tefach, then maybe it causes all of these problems. But when the space, as it relates to Tumas Ohel, is less than that cube of of tefach al-tefach al-tefach, then no Tuma can transfer. What does that show you? That a tefach is a significant separator. Because by Tumas Ohel, that's the line in the sand. That's Shita number one. They say four. Why do they say four? Because, says the Gemara, We don't have a halakhic space that's deemed valuable. That's less than four a sharp contrast to the previous sheeta that showed us something that's unique about one. But what we saw in regards to Tumas Oho wasn't about a mukum. That wasn't a mukom. It was, it was considered a space. But we needed to be sukkah eligible. It needs to have a status of a space. But this is still a hard answer. He only says it's four. That doesn't really help because we know that normally the a sukkah has to be ten tefachim, and that's the third shita. And the shita we're going to spend the rest of the day on. Ushmual amar asara. He says there has to be a gap of ten tefach between the sukkah the schach of the bottom sukkah, and the schach of the top, top sukkah. My time of the Shmuel. What is the reason that Shmuel says that there has to be a gap of 10? And he answers with something that should resonate just so simply with us. Why? Because we've learned this already. Kehech sheyrah kach psula. Whatever is it is that makes a sukkah kosher, in this case, a minimum height of 10 tvachim. That's the same exact thing that can, that can cause it a problem. So the sukkah on top, four tfachim, that's not a sukkah. In order for there to be a case of sukkah, tachah sukkah, kach psula, <laughs> that the lower sukkah only has a status of being a sukkah if it has ten tvachim. The upper sukkah, it's schach, is only sukkah schach if it's ten tvachim. Very, very reasonable answer. And the Gemara continues to explain Shmuel, just like making a sukkah kosher is with ten tfachim, so too the psul would have to be that way. And therefore, to answer our question that we started with, how much of a gap does there have to be between the lower sukkah and the upper sukkah? Three answers. Tefach in the name of the first Amora, four Tfachim in the name of the second Amora, and ten Tfachim in the name of the third. Questioning Shmuel, we're going to look at our Mishnah, Tznan. The Mishnah says, halfway down, four lines before the wide lines. Rabbi Huda Omer, We saw this in our Mishnah at the top of Testament Bays. Rabbi Huda said this seemingly strange line, that if no one's living upstairs in the upstairs sukkah, then the lower one is kosher. What does that mean that nobody's living there? Do you think that Ilema, do you in Mamish, that it's actually talking about actually people living in the sukkah? Is people living in the sukkah the determining factor of a kosher sukkah? Says the Gemara, that's what makes a sukkah kosher? No. Obviously, it doesn't mean someone physically has to live in the sukkah. That's not what it means. What does it mean, it just means it has to be a livable place. He says that if the upper sukkah is not, then the lower one is going to be kosher. So then, if that's the case, what's that case? And that upper sukkah would have to then be 10. But that is the sheets of Rabbi Yehuda in our mission on Testament base. What does that imply? If Rabbi Yehuda is talking on the third line of the Mishnah Testament base, who was the Tanakama? Says the Gemara over here at the first of the very long lines on Yudam and Amar Aleph, Michlal, what does that imply about the Tanakama? Michlal, the Tanakama savar afal pisha eni ladira, ladira psula. The Tanakama seems to be of the opinion that even if the upper sukkah isn't ten tfachim, it's not ru'ya ladira, that the lower sukkah would still be puzzled. That's against, that doesn't make sense with Shmuel, kasha and Shmuel. Shmuel, how do you fit with the Tanakama? Now, I have my own question. Why doesn't the Gemara just say he holds like a rihuda? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like an easy answer. But the Gemara doesn't say that. It's questioning because it gets the Tanakhama. It's the Chachamim. It's uh, Yachid verabim rabim We probably posken like the Tanakhama. So the answer is the Gemara. He also Rav Dimi. The reason why this brisa is not a problem for Shmuel is because when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Amar, he said... Uh, they set out in the West, they said in Eretz Yisrael, He says, because we're not talking about 10, it has to be in another way. That if the floor of the second sukkah, which is the schach of the first sukkah, isn't strong enough to h- hold the weight of kar muxasos, the pillows and the blankets that people are going to sleep on. So then atachtona sheira. that's not considered, the upper space is not considered a place to live. It's not strong enough to handle the, the people walking, the people living, the people having suddas up there. And therefore that upper sukkah is possible, the lower, lower sukkah is kshere. Yet here the Gemara still has a question. Michlal, this implies that if Rabbi Huda was of that opinion, that the Tanakama <laughs> differs, the Tanakama savar that afal pish en Kabel. Psula, that even though the upper sukkah is not roi l'kabel, but it's puzzle, this violates the, the principle that Shmuel says above, halfway down, because it's not a livable place. And seemingly this would make things very difficult for Shmuel. So the Gemara answers with finality, and then we'll stop at this Mishnah. You've misunderstood the machlokes Rabbi Huda, and the Tanakama. Really, Rabbi Huda and the Tanakama are arguing about. What if it's like just enough? It's just strong enough. The roof of the bottom sukkah, the schach of the bottom sukkah, which is the floor, of the, it's just strong enough. So that's the machlok, that Rebbe Huda would be lenient and the Tanakhama would not be lenient. We'll stop right here. We will pick up on Shabbos at 530, earlier than usual to compensate for all the eating that needs to take place. Um, and, and on Shabbos, we're going to learn Yudah Medbez and Yud Aleph. And that will bring us all the way until Monday night. We won't have to do any learning. I mean, we have to learn, but we won't have to be. Uh, we won't have sheer until monday night which will be for doth you'd wishing you all a beautiful night um, how do you feel about-